everybody hello 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 welcome back welcome back guys it's been such a long time since i last had an episode and i, I was just telling my husband now that yo i wonder if i remember how to record a podcast episode but here i am guys and there's just been so much that's been going on and i didn't want to record things just for the sake of recording it you know so please do expect that also for future purposes if there's stuff going on and if I'm not 100% um, there like emotionally and spiritually and I don't think I'm ready I will not be recording an episode because I don't want us to you know just you know give each other mediocre stuff so yeah and today we are due for our Facebook episode and yeah you know I'm excited I have my husband with me Dumelo and he will be telling us about this particular topic before we talk about the topic let us welcome you yay Dumelo what it is man what up what up what up what up what up yo 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 <laughs> yeah what do we say after that <laughs> nothing it's fine yeah i'm gonna go to america and i'm gonna come back speaking like like those people in the bronx (laughs) okay but yeah thank you so much for joining me as always um whenever i need somebody to help us with um one of these biblical concepts you're always available to assist with that so i cannot wait for us to get into this topic and if you're joining us for the very first time welcome to you welcome i hope that this will be worth your while if you want to know more about dumelo because what we do is that we always just ask our guests to tell us about who they are where they come from etc what kind of a child they were when they were growing up Dumelo gave us that information in our Faith Facts episode called The Godhead. So if you want to know more about him, go to that. He also did other episodes after that. You will also get to hear more about his insights. So yeah, I think I think let's 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 get into it. Um, a, a controversial title. I think I want to make it controversial. You know, and the topic for today is is God really love? you know mm-hmm. yeah that's that's what that's what we'll be talking about so we will be talking about whether or not god is love and then there's a statement true or false you know and i'm basically going to be asking you questions and i hope that at the end of the day our listeners will be equipped with information on whether our topic is a yay or a nay so let's do this all right let's do this before we get anywhere Please take us through a time you first encountered the love of God and how did you know that it really was God's love? Um, I think at the time I first encountered the love of God was likely when I was a child. Mm. Um, but God at that time was was obviously growing up you you as you grow you understand god a little bit better yeah and you start to be able to tell the difference between what you thought was god and what wasn't okay uh, but even though at the time what i thought was god and likely wasn't i still believed it was god hmm. um, okay. or, or, or rather let me say whether or not it was god is it doesn't matter i still had the experience and believed it was god it was god and what was and it wasn't anything out of the ordinary okay it was just a feeling of providence um Mm. even at the time when you're young you just felt like there's a certain way that god always like there's somebody who's always looking over me and making sure that things work out for me Hmm, Um, i've had that thing ever since i was a child yeah Um, i don't know how to describe it so the best i could say is just that feeling that of providence that you know what god is there he's watching over me Um, and yeah whether or not it was really god i don't know and i was i I feel i was too young and it was too far back for me to go back and assess properly and you know but but that was the God thing for me after I had learned about God I don't know at which age I learned that God existed I just know I've always believed that there was a God I can't remember a time when I didn't yeah uh so yeah but I've always felt it I've believed it because I felt it and that belief that you felt are you talking about love you you felt and believed that, that god is love yeah yes i felt like god loves me okay. um, i suppose it's also i wasn't introduced to a god that is a punisher okay um okay. you know i think I, I started making sense of those concepts 
uh, that God disciplines, etc., etc. As I was getting older, okay. but my first introduction and perception to God was of a very nice father. Okay. Um, okay. You know. Oh, yeah. Lovely. Yeah. Oh no, that's quite interesting. My um, yeah, no, mine was rather different because I think my first introduction of um, God wasn't that His love. Um, so I don't know why, but I decided to start reading the Bible. I can't remember how old I was, but I was still very young. Um, started from the Book of Genesis, and like you, those stories there in the Book mm. of Genesis—they're quite, <laughs> they're quite intense. Scary stuff. The wrath of God, you know, and all of that. And so I grew up like not wanting to be on the wrong side of the law because mm. I didn't ever want to find myself getting the wrong end, being on the wrong side of God or his yeah, wrath yeah. or things like that. Right. Yeah. So that for me was like my, my, my first experience of God. But then this one amazing thing happened. And I mean, for the life of me, I wish things were getting recorded. Um, it's, it's like, it was an experience that I wish was recorded couldn't be recorded because it happened very it, it was a miraculous experience mm-hmm. um you know so i was sitting in my room the one time and i i i didn't feel loved at all i never felt loved i i had issues um and my, my the definition of my love at that time was based on what my parents did for me what my friends did for me mm-hmm. and you know whatever that i wanted if i got it if i didn't get it it was a sign that um not really loved you know mm-hmm. and when you see like i grew up being the eldest and I have younger sisters so there'd be certain things that would be given to my younger sisters and not me you yeah. know so those little things that really weren't that important to me they supported the notion that i am not really loved and mm-hmm. stuff and i carried that on for a while and this one time I was sitting in my room, minding my business. I can't even remember what I was doing, but I remember that my room was dirty. There was clothes everywhere. So I'm busy packing and I don't know what was happening, but this, the, the next moment, it, I don't know if it was a sense of it or if it really was a voice, mm-hmm. but I got like the words that I, that, that I heard were, no one can love you more or less than how much I love you. Mm-hmm. My love for you is eternal. Okay. You know? I had never heard I mean, the word lyrics, it's not like I was listening to Boys to Men and then I heard those words and I'm replaying them in my head. And like for the first time hearing the word love eternal, I I just like it just hit me differently. Like it's Mm -hmm. like it changed my entire perspective and my entire sentence. Like I changed from that moment onwards and I was convinced. I don't know why that happened. I don't know how it happened. I can never like I. But that it was life changing. Mm. That's all mm. we need to know. And ever since then, I've never doubted that God loves me. Okay. So whether it was a sense, whether it really was a voice, whether it was like I can't confirm that because I don't remember. But I do know that that moment and hearing those words, it really changed um, my heart. And from then, from then onwards, I never stopped believing that God loves me. And then I started then um, learning more about a God who is. A loving God, uh, mm-hmm. not this angry one, and and reading the New Testament was um, was one of the things that sort of started my my journey of understanding that God is love and that He loves me, and there's nothing I can do, whether I've sinned, whether I've hurt Him, there's nothing that I can do personally, there's nothing that I can like do to God that can make him love me less or love me more. So New Testament, so you okay with a God punishing his own son uh, for other children that are not necessarily, that are naughty and that, that's that's how a loving God is to you? It's, it's, it's sad but <laughs> I mean I understand the reason behind it. I understand that it was for you know for the sake of us being reconciled back to him yeah he loved us that much that he would go and sacrifice his only son uh, for us to have this relationship with him it sucks couldn't he do it any other way maybe i'm sure he could have god is god god is he has his own ways of doing things he's smart i mean look at where the stars you know a place than the moon and the fact that every single day we wake up and the sun we have news like we'll yeah, never yeah, wake yeah. up and it's at night or yeah, yeah. you know what i mean yeah. so god is capable of doing any 
anything that he wants to do. But for him choosing to have Jesus die on the cross, I am not going to question him. Me, I know that he did it because he loves us. And right. it's, it's, it's painful. It's yeah. like when I think about it, I'm just like, you did all that so that you can get me to be reconciled back to you. That's like very painful. And it, it is somewhat cruel. Mm. But... Um, but I know that he loves me. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyway, did you did you want to add anything there or? Yeah, I think it's it's interesting that you should say that because I think to a lot of people, and that's why I was asking the question: Is a God who punishes His own Son by way of death mm-hmm. for the purpose of saving other naughty children? And the poor son didn't do anything wrong. Does that really paint the picture of a loving father? You know, and in my perception, in all honesty, no, it doesn't. Right. And I think that um, that's because that is a face value way of looking at it. When you stop shying away from the question and how and how it looks um, and, and, and and not hide behind the fact that because for example we know why god did it right? yeah but that's why the question is important yeah. why go through the lengths of punishing your own son who did nothing wrong yeah for the sake of those ones who did so why couldn't you find another way yeah and the biblical answers to that question are what prove then not only that god is love yeah but that he's both love and he's just and he's just yeah yeah no that's true because another thing i was going to add is we like that's just one event in as much as like it's a big and it's a significant event in our faith Mm -hmm. but it's one event you know when you look at all the other aspects of god he's not just a god who takes an innocent um boy and you know gets him hung on a cross for the sake of gets his little son slain yeah well i suppose jesus wasn't little at the time he he wasn't little but he was his only son who had yeah. done nothing wrong and look it was all part of god's plan it's not it's not god who crucified christ yeah it's everyone else that did it so yeah. it's all like part of a big plan and i think it's important for us to just understand things holistically rather than looking at them in like individual aspects i guess but we have to consider that for everyone else to be able to do it christ was given to them by god yeah to do what they did with him yeah so ultimately it is god it's god it's god 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 made it so that things worked out that way so judas is not really a betrayer god pushed him to no judas is both things can be true judas is a betrayer and god god is responsible for christ being offered as or christ becoming our sacrificial lamb yeah 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 and i like that like we shouldn't shy away from it because we're trying to prove a point i think it's quite important that we like we speak it in truth we talk about the truth so it can reveal like everything as truthful as yeah because because really the truth of the matter lies in asking yourself but why yeah why do it this way yeah right and perhaps maybe we should get into that right yeah i think often people define love a certain way yeah and naturally if whatever happens does not meet that criteria then it's not love Mm. but also you'll find that more often than not people don't have a definition for love Mm. so when we speak of a loving god what are we speaking about? What are we talking about? Yeah. yeah. And, and it's important to maybe start there. Yeah. What What yeah. is love? What is What does it mean that God is love? Actually, that was going to be my first question. You know, and where does it come from? Okay. So I think that if okay. we are going to speak about God um, and every other attribute pertaining to him, we obviously have to take it from the Bible. Yeah. The reason being that is the book that is responsible for this idea of God. Yeah. that we hold to Especially. at least from a christian point of view yeah. right and so then we're going to have to speak about love even from a biblical point of view okay by definition um first corinthians 13 verse 4 yeah i think until 8 um is that's where i think we find the definition of love yeah. right um and it says that love is patient mm-hmm Love is kind. kind. It is not jealous. Okay. It does not brag. It is not arrogant. Mm-hmm. It does not act disgracefully. Um, it does not seek its own benefit. 
it is not provoked, does not keep an account of wrong suffered, Ooh. it does not rejoice in unrighteousness, mm-hmm. but rejoices with the truth. Okay. And that's one statement both to be taken together, not one set apart from the other. Okay. Right? Okay. So it does not rejoice. I mean, sorry, it does not rejoice in unrighteousness, but rejoices with the truth. And I don't know if a lot of people consider that aspect of love, which means that where love identifies unrighteousness, love does not rejoice in that. Mm. Um, right? But it rejoices in that which is truth. Okay? Cool. Um, and then I think also love, it says that it keeps every confidence, it believes all things hopes all things, endures all things, love never fails, etc, 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 right? So for me, I think that that then becomes the standard against which we would gauge the biblical God um, against love. Mm -hmm. Say, if we are to determine if God really is loving, is he really loving? Um, Since the God we are speaking about is the biblical one, we have to take the biblical definition then of love and put him up against that yeah and and if the question is is god really loving we'll answer that maybe at the end but we've just understood what then the definition of love is yeah yeah i would argue god is not loving okay but god is love is love yeah yeah Yeah. Um, which are not the same thing yeah right i think the question is is god what do we mean by god is love what do we mean by god is love yeah we mean like god is the very essence that love is okay so without god love itself is also not a possible thing Hmm. love is because god is because god is so are you so what about people that don't believe that God exists, yet they do express love? Are we saying that's not the God love? What are we saying about those people? Often have... you will find that their definition of what they think is love yeah. is not consistent with what we've just read now, okay. right? And more often than not, the inconsistencies come in um, with the aspect of patience. Okay. A lot of people say they love you yeah. um, and claim to love you, yeah. um, but only up until a certain, certain point. point. Okay. Um, then there's a certain point where if you treat them a certain way, you'll see a very different side of them, mm-hmm. right? And you'll receive a very different reception. Yeah. Um, but love is patient. And where is the end of patience? Mm-hmm. Patience doesn't have an Shouldn't, end. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. We find that though with God, in that God, us having... Um, not necessarily lived up to his expectation or done something that he otherwise hates. Yeah. Um, and that is sin. Yeah. He didn't. Res- he didn't reach the end of his patience with us, per se. Right. Yeah. Instead, what he did with us is he availed a way out. Okay. And that way out is through Christ. But why Christ? Um, I think that then becomes an important thing. Also, is that. You are looking at a God who biblically is love and at the same measure, a God who is just, mm. right? If you, if, if he says there's a certain standard that I'm setting and if you fall short of that standard, the, um, the wages of that is death. Mm. So the wages of sin, as we are taught biblically, yeah. are death. That means that if I am just, I need to take action for that injustice. Yeah, certainly. Right? I can't leave it unpunished. Yeah. If I leave it unpunished, I am not just. Okay. At the same time, I am also love. And because I am love, I need to show a certain... Well, I don't need to. Because God is love whether or not he does something. Mm. And that's why I was saying I wouldn't okay. say he's a loving God. He, he is love. He is which love. means he remains it whether or not you are whether or not it is being expressed he still is it he is his love yeah Yeah, regardless of what he does or doesn't do yeah right so love is his being so he is the verb not the verb he is the noun of love so to put it he is Hmm. do you see what i'm saying um and so and so the next thing is but now a loving god or a god who is love uh, w- 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 how do we know that he's because if you are all just yeah uh, then that's the aspect of god you will experience 
um, or, or that's the aspect of you we will experience judgment okay if you are all just yeah we will experience that each time we do wrong you judge us yeah that's basically it yeah right but god is not like that god is both right um and since god is both even in our state of sin he shows us how he can remain just and judge us but give us a way out mm. at the same time mm. and the way he does that is that the debt still remains yeah. the wage of debt remains i mean the wage of sin remains death yeah and because you have committed sin you are worthy of death yeah. that's the just treatment you should get yeah. a just being would punish you by way of death because that's the wage that's been set for yeah. sin right and so god does that he punishes that sin through death mm-hmm. but not your death instead he gives you a sacrificial lamb mm. and punishes something else in place of it yeah and that something else or somebody else is an innocent christ yeah um jesus jesus himself right um so we will say at that point jesus the person of jesus yeah right yeah. and why the person of jesus um because i think this is where the bible starts to come to play nicely is that historically um people obviously perceive the life of a thing in its blood yeah um and so god works with us in ways that we are able to properly conceive and understand the blood yeah so one of the ways that um people used to atone yeah for their sin in so other cover words cover up these sins and stuff yeah. yeah and pay for that outstanding debt yeah. was with another life so if not my life then it should be the life of another once upon a time that life was the life of an innocent lamb yeah right uh the scapegoat is a different story okay right okay. but then and that's out of context so we leave it alone for now we'll speak about the lamb yeah okay an innocent lamb why an innocent lamb because it itself has not committed sin yeah you can't use a dented thing to appease for purity yeah okay that's it so they used lambs and the life of the lamb would be a representation of the life of the human being okay but over time god was like no this is not it it doesn't work because actually the life of a lamb does not equate mm. to that so then christ was then Uh, had to be the final solution okay. also because with the lamb you have to do it every year you know mm. maybe let's not say every year but each time you sin yeah, you needed okay. to it's just that they chose to do it every year okay right and so it's not sustainable and god being the wise god that he is he he was like what is it that i can find that can atone once and for all and he found that that would be um his son right um and that is because his son is in eternity and so even the sacrifice would need to be a sacrifice in eternity with okay. him and that would atone once and for all yeah and then enter Christ and that that then gives you a proper depiction then of why Christ and you could then you almost then get a different sense of the cruelty of the event yeah it still appears cruel and i mean the way that Christ went about being killed yeah was cruel but you understand the purpose of it and when you look at it that way you realize that the purpose far outweighs the method yeah um, and the objective far outweighs the method hmm. yeah okay and that's that's basically it so so would we say then that i mean there's many reasons why Christ came but one of the reasons was so that he could be offered as a sacrificial lamb for us to be reconciled back to god mm-hmm. would you say that Yes, I would say that's one of, one of the, the purposes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. It, it's not standing alone, but yes. it is a very critical um, one of the the very purposes to understand about why Christ came. Yeah, it's one of those. Yeah, I mean it. It okay. is a critical one. Yeah, um, the main one. It is the main the one. Main. Yeah. So it's like God had a plan for us already, even before Christ came. Yeah, And God before Christ came. in the form that he in, came yeah in yeah. the form of Jesus God 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 had a plan for us yeah yeah what is God man yes yeah. <laughs> yeah and so you see how how that that then it changes w- the the perspective 100% because yeah. with many other people they might tick a lot of boxes maybe they are kind but their kindness has limits yeah they are patient but their patience has yeah. you know what i'm saying and and all those are just you could almost say attributes of love but are not love itself 
right? Love itself is found in God because that's who he is. Yeah. The rest of us can only merely just scratch the surface of it. Yeah. And it's unfortunate that we hold God against that limited standard hmm. that we have in our mind if we even do have a definition in our mind, which a lot of people don't. Sure. And I think for me what's what's um what's amazing about this whole and what you've just um, described is the fact that Jesus is part of the Godhead. Jesus Christ is part of the Godhead. Mm-hmm. And when he came and he existed and he lived among us here, um, well, I wasn't there, but he lived among the people that he lived amongst. Mm-hmm. His God abilities weren't there. So it's not like he was a different... Um, he didn't come here in the form of God. He didn't come here. Yes. Yeah. He didn't come here in the form of God. He came here like as a human being, like yeah. a normal human being who yeah. was born out of a woman and was taking... Like there were no special powers, no superpowers. So I think that's also quite profound to have a person with with God abilities not operating in those God abilities because I think that would be like unfair advantage. I mean the fact that he was he was spotless, the fact that he was blameless, the fact that he could be the sacrificial lamb means he didn't sin. And he didn't sin in his human nature. Yeah. He yeah. didn't he did not not sin because he's God. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean you could say that he's God, but I'd say his his God abilities were off. They weren't working when he was here. So, I, I mean, you can you can you can correct me, but I see what you're trying you, to say. Yeah, yeah. D- but does it make sense? though? I don't want to be saying wrong it things. Does, I don't want to be because remember we mustn't forget when he came as Jesus. Yeah, he was hundred percent human. Yes. So he was prone to what we are prone to. Yeah. So the sins he could have sinned, he could have killed, he could have murdered, he could have. He could have stolen, he could have all the things that he could have lied. By by way of he was also tempted, the way we are tempted. Yes. And so and so I think that's important. He got hungry like us, he got tempted like us. Yeah. The difference is that he overcame overcame. those temptations. And that introduces his second reason for coming is is to show us how to live. Right? To give us an example of what it's what it is to live a life that is uh, aligned to the perfect will of God. Sure. Right? Yeah. And so yeah. And it's 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 sure. interesting, isn't it? Because you look at God the Father. Yeah. And you you experience his love in that he gave. Yeah. He gave us a gift yeah. which is Christ himself, yeah. right? You look at God in the form of the Son. Yeah. And you experience his love in that he sacrificed himself for us. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um and so in, in as a father we see provision. Hundred percent. Yeah. So as a father yeah. we see God making provision where there is otherwise no hope yeah and the provision he makes is through his son so yeah. we see a father providing okay in christ we see a son who is sacrificing himself for us so he's saying yeah. i'll take your stead sure. i'll take your place um mm-hmm. you know let me suffer what you otherwise ought to sure. suffer but yeah. let me suffer it for you yeah. so we see love in the father from provision we see love in the son from sacrifice yeah and then there's the holy spirit and we we experience that love through fellowship yes in that you know yes the holy spirit was sent by christ or commissioned by christ yeah. to us uh, to 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 fellowship with us to True. to to comfort us to help us to you know what i'm saying right. and then yeah. we experience the fellowship and it comes full circle because whether you want love from a father, whether you want love from um, a, you could say in Jesus in the way he came as a husband, yeah. and, and he's willing to make the, the right sacrifices Certainly. for his for his wife, which yeah. is the church or the bride, the church, and the fellowship also that ties it all up and say, I didn't just do all this, but I did it so we can commune, yes. so we can fellowship, so we can relate, yes. and that we get an experience of through the Holy Spirit, yeah. right? Yeah. It comes full circle. There is is in in that you see the full package of love. Yeah, a God who is yeah. drawing us to Himself through mm. His Son. Mm. Okay, a God who is saying, "You have done this detestable thing that I don't like, but instead of me walking away, I'm going to draw myself close. I'm going to draw you close to me, okay. and I'm going to do that through My Son." Okay. And and that's why in several in the Old Testament you see a God that is said to be 
a God who has whose love is unfailing. I don't know how many times that's mentioned in the Old Testament yeah, by the Israelites yeah. and the you know the the prophets of of of, of Israel. They say it so many times. Yeah. You know, a God whose love is unfailing because over and over they experienced what it is like to not meet the will of God. Yeah. And yet, in spite of themselves, God always takes them out of the consequence of their actions. Yeah. Do you see what I'm saying? God gives them instruction. They go against the instruction. They experience the consequence of their actions. But God draws them back. Again Each and time, again, again, and, again, again, and, again, again. and again and again and again. Yeah. So, so that that's what it is. That is a God who's not only loving, but that is a God who is the epitome of love. Mm. Who draws. <sighs> Whereas our definition of love is what we are drawn to. Mm. Right? Okay. We have a responsive definition of love. Yeah. Not a proactive one. Yeah. Right? You are drawn to the people you love. Yeah. Um, because of how they treat you. Yeah, because of how they perceive you. Because yeah. of how they make you feel. That, that That's not the case with God. Instead, what God does is because he loves you, he draws you close to him. Mm. You yeah. draw close to people uh, for for some because they love you. Many reasons, yeah. Yeah, yeah. you know, it's reasons they have. You have reasons. That I've like. Conditions. Yeah, conditions. You've got conditions. Sense. Yeah. God's love is unconditional. It's unconditional. Yeah, and he doesn't wait for you to be a certain way. He draws you to him nevertheless, mm. in spite of yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, I think let's just quickly move on um, to the second question. Is it possible for us human beings to love one another with the love of the Father? If so, how? Um, if we if we work from the premise that God is love, yeah. then the thing that will make it possible for us to love each other is if we have God. Mm. Right? Okay. So yes, it is possible, but only for the human that is that has God. Only for the human that has God, and yeah. what does that look like? Um, if you have received Christ, okay, right? So you because, have to be born yeah, again. so so you have to be in fellowship with love to be able to love. Mm, you can't give what you don't have. You can't. You can't do that. Okay. It, it's not doable. Okay. So much as the world may define love, however they define it, the definition of love, Valentine's biblically, Valentine's Day love. Yes. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Biblically speaking, um, love as depicted in 1 Corinthians 13 yeah. is going to require God himself. Nobody can love like that. Nobody mm. can love with a love that never fails outside of God. Sure. Right? So you're going to have to be in fellowship with God, love himself yeah. for you to be able to um, pass that love on. You're going to have to have received that love yourself yeah, for you to be able to pass it on to another human being. So is it possible? Yes. Condition God. Condition God and studying the word. Yes. I'd add that, you know, that's how you know how to how to love people. Yeah. I, I don't know if God and studying the word are two different things for me or the word. Well they're not, but we just wanna say it. Okay. You know, just yeah. to it's not just about Corinthians and the scripture that you've read. It's also I mean there's a lot of other scriptures as well that talk about how, you know, we should uh, submit to one another, yes, um, yes, we must yes. be patient with one another, and all of those things. And I think, I mean, the reason why I'm saying this is because it's 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 amazing that I mean, yes, we're saying it's possible to love the way God loves, right? But it just isn't. It just isn't. It's not the easiest of things, yeah, you know. Yeah. And and I think the reason why that's not easy is because we're not patient with each other. So that aspect of being love is patient. It 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 hasn't. You know, I'd we're say we're growing. not patient with each other because we don't know love. Yeah, because we, we don't know love. Because, yeah. like, it, there's always something missing. Yeah. You know, there's always something missing. So, um, and I mean, the reason why I'm saying this is because also, just I was supposed to say it in the beginning. The reason why I wanted us to talk about this uh, topic is because there was like a, like a big like surge of people taking their own lives, beginning of. I think around February mm-hmm. um, this year in South Africa, and and one having experienced people that have tried to take their own lives before um, others have and they've succeeded, but those that have survived, like most of the time when you have the conversations and you ask them like why why did you do it, you know, eventually when you have the courage 
to ask like why did you do it one of the reasons is because that person will say i don't feel loved mm. you know i don't feel loved and and it's so it's so it's so amazing that something like understanding that that that, that having a right definition of what love is and if you don't have the right definition of what love is it could lead you to a decision of taking your own 100%, life you know 100%, so yeah. it's it's quite like i i think it's so important that we know like what is the definition of love is it in the material things you know the way i used to see it in the past is it in the people that you live with or is it really in our creator and i think that's what i wanted us to draw you know our listeners to and ourselves to to just realize that we we don't know enough about what love is and where our source of that is is god himself so it is very imperative that we keep drawing ourselves back to god and 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 just understanding his nature understanding so that even if everyone around you does not love you does not um you know is not there for you or something but you are so convinced of the love of god the one who created you that yeah that you won't feel like you're defeated by life i know life is the thing difficult is, yeah and the thing is that's but difficult without uh, the consumption of scripture you, absolutely. it doesn't matter how many times i can tell you that yeah you are yeah. not going to believe it unless you keep seeing it in scripture unless yourself. you unpack scripture and get to see it for yourself do yeah. you see what i'm saying because yeah. the thing about scripture is that the more you read it the more uh, i mean we can never get to the end of knowing god yeah yeah but the more you read scripture the more you understand mm-hmm. the more yeah. you do you see what i'm yeah. saying and the more you understand god is the more you understand love because yeah. the two are synonymous absolutely right yeah so and that's and and the more you understand love the more your perception of yourself changes because that love from god is directed to you mm, so so the way first. do you see what i'm saying ah. so the way you perceive yourself cannot be from a perception that is me according to me because mm. you're not you're not of your own right sure. and you don't get to this realization also if you're not consuming scripture you are so, not so. of your own so the way you perceive yourself is according to whose you are hmm. and whose you are responds to you with love yeah right yeah and and so that be, you then learn to view yourself from that perspective yeah. as well and, and 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 if i'm not my own um i'm very careful with regards to what i do with myself even sure what yes. i do in private yes. what i do uh, with the choices i make with regards to my life am yeah. i taking it or am i not taking it yeah. Ooh, um, if, yeah. if if i'm not of my own it just that alone before we even get into love 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 but yeah. understanding that i am not of my own should be um something that guides me and and can save me from myself sure yeah to see what i'm saying yeah. no i get uh, it and then never mind when you understand god's love for you and you try and direct and see yourself through those eyes do you see yeah. what i'm saying and yeah. and that's 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 it's just unfortunate then there's no way you're going to get to that if you're not consuming scripture enough. Nee. Um and if if the other thing is if those around you who are consuming scripture enough or or those around you if they are not consuming scripture enough it creates a broken sort of view system and system yeah. yeah and 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 this is why it's important to adhere to what god wants us to adhere to yeah. because all of that when it ties together works to our favor it yeah. works to our advantage yeah. but as soon as we break one of it um you know then we start to see the result of our poor decision making and we pin that on god yeah and yeah. we say oh yeah. no True. god is not loving not realizing that everything we're going through is a sum total of our poor decision making mm. um in most cases um but also not taking away the fact that even in that god still draws us to him in spite of ourselves yeah. yeah yeah and i mean another thing now that's coming um to mind is how sometimes even the ones you are expecting love from like you spoke about scripture you mentioning it a lot um 
and I'm exposed to people, for example, this is an example, I'm exposed to people that go to church and I assume they read scripture, but they don't love. Mm. They're not patient with me. They're rude. They're arrogant. They keep records of wrongs, you know, and all of those things. How, how, how do we, how do we deal with that? Because it does hurt. I'm not, you know, we can't just say, no, just forget about them. Keep it moving, you know, stay on your lane. We can't be, we can't be using like a worldview on instances like that because it is a reality. If, for example, at home, I don't get the love because sometimes my parents don't know much about this God is love concept but I choose to go to church because my friends are there. However, at church, the people that are there are also not exhibiting the, these traits that you're speaking of. Mm-hmm. And they even like quote these scriptures. Mm-hmm. How does one deal with, with that? I think by first not expecting it from other people. Ooh, that's a word. Yeah, I mean, remember, the Bible doesn't say this of them. It mm, says it of God. Come on. Yeah. Come on. So okay. you must expect it from God, okay. not them. Okay. And not That's, God, not, you can't expect it from God through his people. You could, but uh, you are making the assumption that they are fully uh, transformed. Okay. Um, and and they, are, they are a work in progress. <laughs> like I mean, you are. 100%, okay. right? Okay. Remember, of man, the Bible says we are fallen Mm. so you should expect that then you will see evidence of fallen men in your relationship with people yeah Yeah, right so don't be surprised when people show their fallen state to you Mm. um because the bible has has already said look this is the reality about everyone yeah um so they will be jealous they will be they will exhibit sin Mm. unless the bible is lying to us Right. If they didn't, I would be worried because it means, okay, what does the Bible say when it says all have sinned? Because in my life and in my experience with people, I'm not seeing yeah. sin. Yeah. I have to be able to see it. And in many cases, it will be offensive. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's one. Two, it's very possible. It's not unrealistic. I mean, it's not a bad thing to expect that people who are in fellowship with God will be able to exhibit God. In other words, people who are in fellowship with love will be able to exhibit love. Yeah. It doesn't make you a bad person for having that expectation, but you should probably shift it, right? Mm-hmm. But what you are likely experiencing is the lack of kindness, the lack of patience, etc., etc. Yeah. And in that case, um, you 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 are justified to be perturbed, even though you you, you it shouldn't move you. Mm. about god it shouldn't change your perception of god yeah 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 because i feel okay yeah no that's what i was saying is that it shouldn't then there's the other side of the coin that says you are experiencing people who are not um rejoicing in evil or rather you, you you are maybe experiencing what does it say love does not um let me just check it out again. Okay. Love, it does not rejoice in unrighteousness. Yeah. There are times where people are not rejoicing in your unrighteousness. And that's what love is supposed to do. Hmm. And you misinterpret that as not being loved. Hmm. Because I'm not condoning your behavior. Hmm. I'm, not, I'm not making you feel comfortable about the wrong thing that you are doing yeah. and I'm addressing it and I'm addressing it like it needs to be addressed with the level of harshness that it requires yeah. right yeah. Um, and, and you could perceive that as me not loving you mm. for example it's like a little child when a little child does wrong you don't exactly go to her and hey do you, do you know that this thing is wrong you go there with firmness sometimes with strictness and sometimes with a harsh tone and say hey Stop what you're doing, whatever the case is, mm. right? Does that mean that at that point you don't love the child? No, it doesn't. Not at all. Yeah. In fact, if anything, the reason you are cautioning them in the way you're doing it is because you love them. And you can see the ways of the, the Lord. 100%. Yeah. This one is going to a fire and they're going to burn. Let me yell at them so that they don't do that to themselves, right? Okay. And so we, with our feeble understanding of love and definition of love, think that when people, sometimes we, we get hurt when people do that because we don't see it for what it is. So both sides of the coin are true. 
some people can not show kindness and not show patience yeah that's very true it can happen and that's unfortunate yeah. it shouldn't be that way but it's unfortunate that it happens however these are fallen people so you can't hold it against them yeah certainly the other side of the coin is that sometimes people are just not um you know they're just not rejoicing in unrighteousness and you think that that's lack they of love, love yeah. whereas in fact by definition of corinthians that's precisely what love is yeah 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 okay cool um yeah i think maybe let's just jump straight to the how do i love myself or how do i love my neighbors as i love myself this includes spouses children family members friends check folks strangers yeah um yeah but basically going to that scripture love your neighbors as you love yourself yeah how does that look like how do we do it i would start by first um escalating that to love all mankind as as christ what does it say um as christ loved the church so remember jesus telling us that love all mankind as you love yourself was before he had the opportunity to display his love for us on the cross. So, so sorry, please say that again. When Jesus said we should love all mankind as we love ourselves. Yeah. You know, he said love the first commandment is love the Lord your God. Yeah. For all your heart, the greatest. Yeah. The second is similar love all mankind as you love yourself. Yeah. Right? Um this was before he got the opportunity to display his love for us oh, on the cross. cross. I right. see. Okay, cool. After he had that opportunity, he gave us now another instruction. Yeah. That says a new commandment he he calls it. Yeah. I give unto you that you love one another as I have I loved, loved you. you. Yeah. And this is how people will know that you're my disciples. Yeah. Right? And so I wouldn't say I think the question was how do I love my neighbor. my neighbor as I love myself. Yeah. I would say you are not the standard anymore. Ach. Okay. Yeah. Because so, we stick we stick to that. Yeah. We forget about the new no, commandment. You are not the standard anymore. Ascended, because okay. there's a new standard and that standard was set by Christ in that he <laughs> And he says after that he says love one another as I have, I have loved, you. loved you. So your endeavor is to love as Christ has loved you, but right. you have to first receive love the Christ's love yeah before you can give it to anybody yeah. else so yeah. the way to do it is to receive Christ hmm. number 1 have your spirit recreated yes fill yourself up with the word understand the word you know what i'm saying consume the word the more of the word you consume the more it will appropriate your behavior towards others and your treatment and attitude love love is that of christ yeah love is an inevitable result of consuming the word remember the fruit the fruit the fruit of the spirit is this that 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 but love is mentioned amongst that yeah so right and so how do you infuse yourself with the spirit through the word yeah true okay true. so if you consume the word love becomes a fruit thereof okay. it becomes inevitable yeah so yeah read your bible read your bible <laughs> he said <laughs> and do it and do what it says and do what it says eh? and you yeah. will find that your love gauge grows <laughs> okay okay i think we're gonna we almost at the end i think we have sort of exhausted um you know the this topic i mean we can never exhaust it but i think for the purpose of uh, this episode i think we have um we need to yeah exhausted okay how do we um love those we evangelize into these are people that are outside the faith uh who don't know anything about god and that god is love what approach do we use for that because no matter what happens we are still called to make disciples we're still called to go out there and um teach people what we've been taught mm-hmm. get people to believe in this christ and this love that we're talking about mm-hmm. but we are faced with people that don't care about this god don't know anything about him because really they don't have access to scripture they don't care about him how do we approach that perhaps the right attitude would be the thing we face about people and have to deal with yeah is the same thing god faces concerning people and has to deal with mm. what was his response okay 
whatever his response mm. is that's ours so mm. um that's that's what i would say is that um we we need to understand that we are not a point of reference for love okay right and also the person themselves is not a point of reference for love okay point of reference for love is god okay and so the way we treat people is the way that god says we should treat people okay um, so whether they reject him it doesn't matter not, it doesn't matter still need to treat them yeah. the way god 100% I mean people who reject Christ it's not like God kills them on the spot. Yeah. Do you see what yeah. I'm saying? He still makes it rain for them. Yeah. He still yeah. God's Just like providence. Just like for us until we said yes. That's ourselves. what I'm saying. Yeah. So so until God has reached the end of his patience with humanity. Hmm. So, so we we must just follow suit we can't yeah we can't yeah. give up we follow suit we follow sure. suit and i don't care uh what the person has done to you or whatever whatever you you just follow suit yeah um for as long as they are breathing yeah there's a yeah. chance that they could find you know tomorrow they 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 may find that they are finally drawn yeah yeah, uh, yeah. you see what, yeah. and you don't know that you have no way of saying this one uh tomorrow is going to receive Christ. We don't that know. one you don't know, yeah. right? So for as long as you see a person and I think the Bible says it clearly, oh no man, nothing but to love. But to love. In other yes. words, oh no man, nothing but to approach them in a godly manner because mm. God is love. Okay. So approach them with that attitude. Okay. That, so we shouldn't be worried about how do we love those who are not saved. Love is a debt we owe to every person saved or not saved. Hmm. Okay. No, I I like that. I like that. And I think also if I could just add, um, it's also not about you and what you are saying. Yeah. Right. We were given the great um, commission that we should go out there and make disciples. It we not. It's not about what the the potential disciples say to us or not. Mm. You know. So we shouldn't be discouraged to stop discipling or to stop evangelizing there, therefore because you know people are rejecting us and another thing that we need to remember is that um and this is like one of my favorite scriptures that the gospel is god's power to salvation and that's what we must display at all times we display the gospel in our actions by yeah. being like christ in our mannerism the way we talk to people the way we love people and the way we act in all of that and also like when we share the gospel with people as well we should trust that god's power is capable of doing what god's power has been doing all these years from when this was started was preached like from the first time even now it will still have that power so that you don't become discouraged to want to um you know continue to tell people about god because yeah. people are seemingly not yeah. listening to you it's not about you their response has nothing to do and that's why love is not responsive like we think love mm. is not mm. a reaction yeah god is love and god is and god, god is, is not a reaction to anything he Ish. is yeah. in spite of it he, god existed outside of things so yeah he's not a reaction he's himself yeah he transcends all things yeah right yeah um so therefore we can't then in our definition of love um try and, and formulate a responsive kind mm. of crafty idea of love that's yeah. that's not what it is and yeah. so oh no man nothing but love so yeah basically what it means is that as soon as i meet you hmm. i owe you love I owe you love. Um, and since God and is love, is God. it means as soon as I meet you, I owe you God. Sure. Now the question okay. becomes, how do I pay you the debt that I owe you, the debt of love or the debt of God, if I don't have God myself? Sure, sure, sure. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. So, so then sure. I have to make sure I have a firm grasp of the word so I can get more and more of God. Oh, so God. that when I meet you, yeah, I can express God and in doing that I'm expressing love. Hmm. Right? Yeah. Let's connect that to scripture. 1 John 4:721. Yeah. Beloved, let us love one another, for love is from God. Mm. And whoever loves has been born of God okay. and knows God. Anyone who does not love does not know God yeah. because God is love. Hmm. 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 Okay, I think that's a sweet ending. It's a sweet way of ending this. We just have to love, man. 
without reservation as much as possible without conditions without just do it and even if you don't get it back exercise the patience part of love for that person that cannot love like you yeah. see it you know and i think it's such a beautiful thing too as a parent i think i would love it to have a little aspect of me um shown in my child like if Tiamo could sh- something whether it's her ability to cook or something mm. I, I i think it would make me happy you know? exactly so, and, and the nice thing is that she doesn't have to draw from her own effort yeah she gets it from you yeah and that's the same with yeah. love is that yeah the more we we grow in god yeah he will cultivate love in us yeah because love is a fruit yeah therefore you have no way of doing it yourself yourself right? yeah it's god who accompanies the fruit of the spirit everything there is not your doing yes it is the spirit that cultivates it in you yes the more you consume the more you consume the word of god the word of so god. the more yeah. you consume the word of god then god cultivates this thing in you yeah. so that, that's the thing and i suppose that's if you take away anything from today is that the way to love is to fellowship with love which is god and to fellowship with god is to fellowship with his word this is a fellowship with his word yeah. yeah and also if don't let the way you love be determined by how people respond yes just focus on read the word make sure you understand it correctly do the word you could also say that if it if it is the love that's being cultivated in you you won't have to not let it yeah by its very nature yeah. it won't allow itself to be to be to respond that way yeah. love will yeah. in spite of what happens to it it yeah. will still love yeah, no, yeah. true true oh, no i think let's just put on pause you know uh, thanks thanks for coming it's been real you know i just have one question <laughs> that i thought of and i thought i should start asking uh, all my guests And the question is if no when you get to heaven mm-hmm. what question would you like to ask God just one question we don't have to answer it but just one like funny question serious question whatever question you want to ask him why is, don't i have a beard <laughs> out of all things you could deny me i'm good with being short and it's weird to, for you to not have a beard because you have a lot of hair i've got a lot of i'm generally a hairy person but for some reason I've got I don't have a lot of facial hair. But you want facial hair? I mean um, we I think that ship has sailed. Well, you want to have it so that you can shave it off. <laughs> no, that ship <laughs> that, that ship has long sailed. I'm no longer <laughs> even adding I want it. I just want to know why <laughs> I never got it. Like <laughs> why are you over How it? did you reach the decision that I don't deserve a beard? <laughs> but I've noticed that people with long beards most of the time are bald. Yeah. I, I don't suppose, know if yeah. if it's a thing like have it here at the bottom or have it at the top i don't know if i don't know how it works Amen. but it's there, your, there are people who are richly blessed it's your gender both ways <laughs> you know so, so. oh don't shame yeah. yeah i know you quite um if you about that whole beard situation yeah i'm glad you're over it and now you're just gonna ask him like why didn't he give it to you yeah. yay <laughs> no for me i just want to ask like why did you create flies <laughs> and why why don't they have names? I'm supposed to be blaming Adam for why a fly that's flying is called a fly when everything else It's called after what it does. Like it's called after what it does. Like I'm pissed off because I don't like flies, you know. But you are anyway. So, you know, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you to Melo. Thank you husband right. for coming through. It really has been great. Um Yeah, I look forward to having more sessions and just yeah, tackling this. But let's just continue walking in love and and spreading love and knowing more about God through his word that he made available to us. What a privilege. I think that's such a great thing for us that we have yeah. the word and we can always go back to and if we don't understand we can always ask people to help us interpret it correctly and then we get to apply it. I think it's mm. so mm. it's so beautiful. Yeah. But yeah, so we had our first competition um in the month of February and we actually had a winner and our winner is at Lamini G and she won a whopping 1000 rand cash prize. Woo-woo. So yay, I just wanted to make that announcement so that you can keep um up to date with the other competitions that we are going to be having and you can check them either through this pod these podcast um 
episodes as well as the instagram page which is ayanda pilasande lefatula at ayanda pilasande lefatula but yeah guys i love you all thank you for tuning in it's been real catch you next time say bye to the listeners bye to the listeners (laughs) (laughs) no say it in your way (laughs) all right thanks everyone thanks for tuning in have a great day anybody that wants to engage regarding what i've shared whether you want to negate or whatever um i think it's a learning curve you can hit me up on my facebook inbox me to melo lefadola that's my facebook name yeah yeah